Do you know what my favorite price is? Free 99. I am a sucker for free stuff. It could be free t-shirts, free pens, free lanyards, even if I don't ever use it in the future. I love getting free stuff. And so that's why I wanted to put together my five favorite free Bible study tools and give them to you because there are some fantastic free software options to go deeper in your Bible study, to answer questions that you have about the Bible and about God from reputable sources, and to really help you on your faith journey. So if you want to download my free guide with my top free Bible study tools, just go to 5freebibletools.com. That's the number 5, freebibletools.com, or you can click the link in the show notes to download your copy today. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Travis Albritton, a former rocket scientist turned digital missionary, here to bring you the bite-sized tips and strategies you need to become an effective Christian. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into it. So what are you supposed to do when you don't know what God wants you to do? This is a conundrum that I find myself in seemingly on a constant basis. I don't know about you, but it would certainly be nice if God just like laid out this roadmap and said, hey, things aren't going great right now, but in six months, this is going to happen and it's going to make all this other stuff go away, and you're going to be like, wow, that was such a great learning experience. Wouldn't that be nice if he did that? Well, he doesn't, and it's probably for our own good, but it is easy for us, I know especially for me, to spend a lot of time trying to read the tea leaves, trying to figure out what's God up to, what is he doing, and honestly, it's not the best. It's not the best use of my time, of your time, because it's not something we're actually going to be able to figure out. And so something that I learned from Frozen 2, that's right, the Disney movie Frozen 2, that really resonated with me and gave me a lens and a perspective that I think is helpful in answering this question is from one of the particular songs. And I won't ruin the movie for you, so if you haven't watched it, I won't give any spoilers. But there's this particular point in time where Princess Anna, one of the major characters... Uh, is going through somewhat of an emotional crisis. The normal motivation that she typically has for moving forward in life is uh, seemingly no longer there, and she has to figure out what is she going to do next. And so in this song, she talks about doing the next right thing, even though she doesn't know how she's going to move forward, even though she doesn't know what's going to happen. She just has to focus on doing the next right thing. And I think that's actually a fantastic summary of the way that we can operate in the world when, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen with this situation. We don't know how God is going to work this out or if God's going to work it out or if he's going to do it in a way that we like, because often he answers prayers, just not in the way that we hoped that he would. But if you look back through the, the figures in the Bible, specifically figures in the Bible that were doing what God wanted them to do, you can see them actually operating under this kind of perspective. So think about Abraham, where God didn't lay out the whole plan and say, okay, year one, this is going to happen. Year five, this is going to happen. Year 15, year 25. He just said, hey, leave your home and go to Canaan. That's it. That's all Abraham had to operate on. So, okay, this is my one instruction. I will do that. And it's easy when you read through his story to think, oh, God is like constantly talking to him. But it's only like a handful of times over the course of 
25, 30, 40 years. Imagine if all you had to go on was God telling you what to do, but it only popped in like every five to 10 years or so. And in between that time, you just have to figure stuff out. Well, what would you do? You would do the next right thing. You would follow God's instructions the best that you could and trust that he's going to figure it out. And, and Abraham really had to wrestle with that, right? There was the whole situation with uh, Hagar and actually, you know, them not really being sure that God was going to deliver on his promise of giving Abraham an heir. And so Sarah's like, hey, why don't you just marry my slave girl and then have a family through her? And so they actually like introduced some friction into God's plan because they weren't really trying to do they weren't really doing the next right thing in that particular situation. Think about guys like Moses, who God's like, hey, I'm going to use you to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And he gets there and he's like, great, things are now worse than when I got here because now Pharaoh is making their work harder because I'm asking him to let us go and worship you in the desert. What's going on? And God's like, don't worry, just do this. Doesn't even tell him that when he gets out of the desert and past the Red Sea, there's going to be 40 years of nothing but stress. But what does Moses do? He focuses on doing the next right thing. What is the one decision that I need to make today to continue to do what God wants me to do? And we even see it in people that aren't necessarily Israelites. Think about Ruth and her story being a Moabite and coming back to Israel with Naomi and really honoring her. And she doesn't really know what's going on. She's just doing the next right thing that she knows to do, which is, hey, we're back in uh, my mother-in-law's home village, hometown. We need to eat. So I'm just going to go out and I'm going to find food. That's the next right thing that I can do is make sure that we survive. And God uses that and puts her in a position to uh, be redeemed by Boaz, who has their family redeemer. And from that comes the line of David and the line of Jesus, which is just nuts and like totally bizarre, right? That God would use that situation to eventually bring about the savior of the world. So I use all those examples to, to kind of help us understand that it's not up to us to make sure that everything works out perfectly in the end. That is God's job. God is the maestro. He is the one that is orchestrating everything and making sure that everything goes the way that he wants it to. Now, for us, that can be frustrating because we're like, hey, we think you should be doing it differently. I think you should do this instead of this. And God's like, don't worry about that. That is not your job. That is my job. I will focus on that. I will focus on making sure that everything works out. And so we shouldn't be trying to do God's job for him. We shouldn't be trying to figure out what the future holds, not in the sense of being wise and planning for the future and making plans and submitting those plans to God, but in the sense of trying to figure it out to then not have to be faithful, right? Because there is a point where you're like, okay, I just want to know everything so I don't have to rely on faith, I can just rely on my sight and my ability to figure things out. That's what makes having a large savings account so tempting is like, even if crazy stuff happens, I feel secure in what I have created and built up for myself. But that's not how God wants us to operate. God wants us to put faith in him and that he is going to work things out. And we just have to focus on doing the next right thing. We just have to focus on living godly lives and making the best decisions 
that we can with the info that is in front of us. So if you really wrestle with this idea of not knowing what's going to happen and wanting to know what's going to happen and wanting to feel like you have some semblance of clarity and control and, and direction and you feel kind of aimless right now, just be like Princess Anna from Frozen 2. Just focus on doing the next right thing. Make the next right decision that's in front of you and trust God to do the rest. That's it for today. Don't forget to take advantage of this week's free resource by clicking the link in the show notes and be sure to share this episode with your ministry leader, a person in your small group, or just a friend from church. Thanks for listening to today's episode and I'll talk to you soon.